welcome along to another episode of the Make Life Work podcast with me, Cy Jobling. On this podcast, I speak to people from around the tech scene about how they try to find a balance with work, life and any side projects they have time for. From sharing their stories, we hope it helps others find their own balance and maybe enjoy some of the things we talk about along the way. This week, I've invited back a previous guest of the show, Naomi White. I spoke to Naomi in season two back in January, right before the global pandemic hit and threw out any plans we all had. Naomi has plenty to tell us about how she's reacted to lockdown, the volatile market of brand design, and how she's managed to keep busy over the past nine months. Let's get into it. Welcome back, Naomi. How are you doing? I am good under the circumstances. Under the weird, <laughs> difficult circumstances. Yeah, I'm just calling it the weirdness. It's just the weirdness all the time. Um, and asking people how they're doing in the weird. And it's just very strange. So, yeah, I mean, 2020 hasn't really been the year we want to remember, I don't think. Not really. I mean, at the, we spoke in the end of January, didn't we? Uh, and I, I, I listened back to our chat uh, just yesterday and it's hilarious of how, you know, uh, pumped we both are for a new year and all of the things that we're going to do. And the, the list that I made that was endless, uh, I had a look back at that as well. And that's quite comical. Um, you know, I said I'd be happy maybe if I checked two of those things off. I don't I don't even think I've checked point five of those oh. things off. Um, however, uh, you know, it's not all bad. Um it's just been a bit of a change, hasn't it? So it's kind of uh, us learning how to pivot from that, I think. I think pivot has been the word of the year, quite frankly, uh, up there with a few others, but it's, everyone has had to try and adjust their lifestyle and their working habits and all this sort of stuff. Um, how have you coped and you know, working and personal circumstances? Uh, it's been really strange, uh, to be honest, like all of my, <laughs> we talked last time about how great it was that I had uh, realigned my business to work with social good uh, businesses and lots of charities and nonprofits. Obviously, when a pandemic hits, they're the first people who curb all of their spend, uh, rightly so. Um, and because of that, it's had a direct knock on effect with my studio's work. Mm. So we've gone from being super busy in January, February to everyone pausing or uh, postponing or cancelling entirely. So it's been a really strange year in that I still haven't, (laughs) I still haven't got uh, a new job in since then. And it's been the first year uh, in 10 years. You know, we spoke about last time, I've never, ever had any time out. I've worked client to client, multiple clients, um, but client to client the entire time. So to go from having that consistent work all the time and being over busy all the time to having nothing Mm. was quite a shock to the system to say the least. So yeah, for me, it's, it's been quite a big pivot into working out what do I do with that time? How do I make the most of it? Um, obviously after that initial panic of, Oh God, are we going to be okay financially? Mm. Um, fortunately, um, you know, we, as a, as a married couple, you know, we can look to, I can look to James for, for help there and his work did the opposite. So his work really increased in terms of working with everything that was doing well because of the pandemic. So (laughs) 
obviously entertainment, music, but also alcohol brands. <laughs> so he has done uh, extremely well during this time, which luckily, uh, you know, so as, as a, you know, as a family, we've mm. been okay and we've been able to survive uh, financially. And also, obviously, some of the government support has helped uh, also. So, yeah, it's been a very strange year. So to pivot from being super, you know, um, at the highest point I think I have been with my business in terms of we're doing good, we're working with the people we want to, we've realigned everything, uh, we're pushing work out that we're proud of, I'm working with the types of people that I want to work with internally as well as client-wise to then have nothing. <laughs> so yeah, it was, as I say, a shock to the system, but it's been an interesting time and I'm still... Uh, obviously I haven't always felt positive about it, but I am now, uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think everyone's struggled at times through this year. Um, and obviously you've been quite lucky to have a family unit that can keep you going financially, but also yeah. mentally, right? Because I think a lot of people have really just struggled to just keep positive. Generally it's, it's not been an easy year for that. 100%. And I think we've, we've both mentioned over the year, like mental well-being, mental well-being is really important. How have you kind of helped yourself in that situation with, um, with, and with your partner as well? It's Yeah, it's been pretty tough. I mean, I think um, we've been fortunate enough in when one of us has been down, the other one has been up. Right. However, we did have, you know, we did have a couple of week period, um, which in the grand scheme of things is is nothing, but um, a couple of weeks where we both, you know, hit a bit of a low. And when we both hit a low, you know, that is, that is really tough. However, you know, we are, we're fortunate enough in, you know, we both work in similar fields um, and we both as we talked about last time, we have a lot of conversation around idea generation, uh, where we're headed personally, where our studios are headed, what we're doing. So we've used that more than anything. So, uh, that and a lot of walks. Wow. <laughs> Helps though, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously the, the full lockdown was pretty tough with, you know, an hour walk every day and, you know, we were pretty sick of the area. Like we are so fortunate in the area that we live in. We have the most beautiful, countryside moorland you know the seaside really close by like we can we can walk the most beautiful walks but even then you know 12 16 weeks of it was a bit you know um kind of sick of this same scenery um but you know we would just we continue to talk con and continue to ask each other how we are mentally as well and just be as open as we can about that and you know the same with other members of our family it's, it's hard for james's family being in canada so we just made sure we had you know, plenty of video chats and we miss them a lot. And they were supposed to come over uh, this year as well, which unfortunately obviously got cancelled. And yeah, and just not being able to see family members and not knowing when we could see them next as well was a bit tough. But we just, in the grand scheme of things, were so happy that we made it into the same country uh, last August. So yeah. we were actually together for this rather than being stuck apart, which would have been uh, dreadful mentally. Yeah, I've seen a few. I mean, I've got it in my family already. Like my mother and her partner, they they were separated pretty much for a lot of lockdown because he was in Manchester with his family, she was down here with me, and it it, it really really challenged them. They, you know, they're, they're together now because they've had that window to get back together again. But now, oh. as we record this, we're on the cusp of probably another lockdown coming. 
and yeah. now everyone's anxiety is going whoa what's going to happen next yeah and it is it's so sad i mean everyone's situations have been so different and everyone's you know dealt with it in different ways and also had completely different experiences work-wise as well you know mm. one of my good friends is a, is a gp and her experience throughout it is so different to to my own um, and yeah. but even to my yeah. mum's you know my mum is seen as a key worker because she works in wholesale food right. so um, you know that that had to keep on going and she manages you know a market full of you know multiple wholesalers so you know her going to work every day she had unfortunately my my stepdad we believe had coronavirus um and she so she stayed at home for two weeks um as you know uh as suggested um after you know living with uh with my stepdad but strangely she bless her was like i couldn't do this i i can't do this for two weeks i can't be in the house and do nothing and go nowhere like i'm i'm going insane um and to hear that come from her and me at this point, I think I'd been home for about 16, 17 weeks because I actually fell ill right before the lockdown. So I had wow. about 10 days before the official lockdown of not being well with coronavirus symptoms. Um, I was on in that place where um, I, I was due to have a test. However, they 24 hours lapsed. I rang them and by that point they just changed it to if you have, you know, if you have symptoms, then just self-isolate. Right. So, right. um, so I'd already been self-isolating for about 10 days before the official lockdown. And it was just, it's just seemed endless. And, you know, it was, we'll never know if it was coronavirus. And even my stepdad, you know, he got rushed into hospital, was put on the coronavirus ward. However, they didn't test him. Um, and you know, the, the services within the time have been worrying as well. And, you know, it just, it's just the anxiety around not knowing, um, and not know, not knowing if what you're feeling is, um, you know, this virus that we're all anxious about passing on or, um, and how our own systems are going to deal with it, obviously, and if we're going to be okay and the worry of others, um, but then also just what's next. And so, yeah, the shift has just been huge, <laughs> I think, for every single one of us in so many different ways. And, you know, um, we've all we've all needed different things throughout it. Indeed. You mentioned earlier before we started recording how you, you, you know, you're working with in the same building as your partner. So yeah. how have you kind of adjusted to that? Did you have a period where you were stuck at home? What happened in that space? Yeah, so I mean, full lockdown, obviously we we stayed at home the entire time and, and kind of <laughs> built a desk that we had in the, in the garage. Um, and um, James actually worked on the dining room table for about three or four months before he realized oh my words, yeah, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> um, it's not, uh, it's not quite working very well. I, mean, I don't know how his back didn't give in, but um, he, cause it was on a bench, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we were okay. I think that was the hardest, that was the hardest time for us. As you know, like we spoke last time, we'd only just got the office last November. So mm. we had just shifted into you know, changing our situation to working outside of the home every day because we could, we were because we were both in one place instead of traveling between the UK and Canada uh, all the time. So that, that was like, we'd finally found a routine. We'd finally found a place to work well and separate work from life a bit more. So going back to that within, we hadn't even been there three months. So to go back to that, be forcibly put back to working from home was a bit tough. And yeah, I won't lie, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't easy the whole time. Um, we did have ups and downs. And obviously me being used to being super busy all the time, I had one project that I was finishing in the first six weeks. Um, but then after that, there was nothing. So it was like, 
okay, what do I do now? Crazy, crazy, crazy. So how are you coping now? Because obviously we're sort of easing at the moment and then things, we don't know what's going to happen next, but yeah. signs are we probably will have another lockdown soon. You know, how, how are you planning for that at the moment? Yeah, signs aren't good. And we're in a local, you know, local restrictions at the moment up in in Newcastle and Northeast already. Mm. Although they don't, you know, pubs being open till 10, it's not... It's not you know, it's not enough. Um, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it looks like, you know, the, the numbers are obviously heading in a very bad direction again. And we did all, you know, think that it may happen. I think we all, you know, we all put ourselves in that bubble of, I don't want that to happen. So I'm not going to think about that. And I can't think about that mm-hmm. um, right now. But um, yeah, the reality is obviously, um, we have to look after one another and whatever we need to do to do that, we will, um, I would hope, the majority of us. So yeah, I think in terms of uh, of us, we we still have the office space that we work in um, together and we live together. So for as long as we can, we'll try and get into that office space because it's, you know, we can avoid people mm-hmm. there. Um and still be on our own but even you know if we do go full lockdown again and have to work from home we've done it now so we know what to expect and I think we know how to we probably have learned a lot from it in terms of how to manage it mental health wise and what we definitely need throughout that time I think um we talked last time as well about James and I you know oh it's amazing it's amazing we're finally back at the gym you know all the time and of course we didn't have that and I think that was one of the the hardest things as well was the lack of physical exercise mm. was it took its toll a bit and you know uh, both of james is slightly better than me as self-motivation of w- working out in the house i was full of it yeah we're gonna do yoga every day and you know did it <laughs> a few times at the beginning and then it tra- traipsed off to nothing um so i think yeah i think being through it once it'll it'll make it slightly easier to do it again to know what to expect it's good that you've got the opportunity to look back though and learn from that. I think a lot of people, you know, you, especially when you're struggling, you don't want to look back in those times. But if you can get into a habit of going, well, actually, that was the signal to say we, we can't do that again. Then you've got an opportunity. If we need to do it, to use it, Absolutely. then we can. It sounds like you've kind yeah. of used that to your advantage, you know, going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, we, I've, we've learned all the things we wouldn't do. Exactly. I mean, I've I've been through it. I was working in this dining room with my wife on the other end of the table. We were both doing our meetings, taking turns with all the video calls. And it, it's nice to an extent because I actually get to spend time with her. But then we cool. also have work, work mode, work me, yeah. which is not the same as personal me at home. And it, it, it's it's an, it's an insight. I must be honest, because my wife's a teacher, and seeing her be teacher mode, I, I tell her turn it off when you come back home because I don't like that. It's it's not a fun, <laughs> it's, it's not approachable. It's not what I really married. Um, but I know she's an amazing teacher, so I'm like I love to watch her do it full flight and then switch off immediately after a video call. <laughs> do you get yeah. to see that with James? Like when you're when when you got any client call or anything like that, do you sort of go, oh, I've not seen that side of you before? Uh, with with James, no, because <laughs> um, James, for those people who know James, uh, uh, they know that he, the type of work that he does and the kind of clients that he works for, he can be his absolute self, which is amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, when you look yeah. at his work, it's all 80s inspired and fun and colourful and silly in his words sometimes. And, um, you know, he is just genuinely him all the time. I think he he definitely sees it in me, you mm-hmm. know, the, the shift. And also when we work on... Um, 
we we touch on it slightly last time but the this this business that we're creating together um he definitely sees it there because i i get into work mode and i don't think he likes that much <laughs> it's probably a good time to go into that actually you, you know you mentioned starcade with james previously what where's that at and what, yeah. what's been going on tell us a bit more yeah, so slight shift away from what we spoke about last time as was that James was going to concentrate on the storytelling and build a comic uh, to kind of introduce the business. We, as part of the pivot earlier in the year, we realized, wow, that would be a really luxurious amount of time to spend on something that isn't directly part of the business. It's, uh, you know, world building, mm -hmm. which um, maybe we can do that world building in a much better and more focused way, i.e. get on with the business and what it is. So luckily now I can actually share with you what it is. So if you go to starcade.com, it's now, um, you know, a landing page where you can sign up and get a little bit more information about what it is. But we've been building a card game, a physical card game. Nice. For... The last three or four years on and off, very um, just a personal project. But the lovely thing is it's based upon characters that James came up with. Well, a lot of them he came up with from the age of 11. Um, so he's been drawing for a very long time and he used to uh, draw fighters with his friends uh, in pencil when they were at school and they used to roll dice to fight each other. Wow. So uh, we had some discussions early uh, early in our relationship about how do we how do we make people care about these uh, about these characters how do we bring them back to life 33 years later crazy. Um, because there's so That's much crazy. great uh, interesting content there really fun um, content so it ended up coming full circle back to well you know you used to roll these dice why don't we try making a game <laughs> which sounds insane for two people who aren't games designers however uh luckily we have another friend called lucas gardner based in nova scotia canada who is a gamer through and through but also works in quality assurance for a games company wow. um and he was thrilled um at the thought of us doing this um offered his help and he has written and architected the entire game. And we've been building upon it and play testing different prototypes over the years. Obviously, none of us working on it full time. So when the pandemic hit and my work ceased, mm. we made the call to, okay, I'm going to put pretty much 100% of my time on building this business and actually turning it into a business rather than us just tinkering with this game. So we are going to be pushing it out on Kickstarter next year, Q1, at the end of Q1 next year, Ooh. 2021. Um, the games ecosystem on Kickstarter is crazy. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, but there's so much to be done. I mean, people kind of expect gamification around the Kickstarter, not just within it um, and, uh, and not you know, gamification around the business and the marketing of. So there, there's a lot to be done. And we have a little small team of us three and our good friend, uh, Jack, who currently works for Adobe. She's amazing. And she's helping us on um, community and marketing also. So it's super exciting and it's completely different. And as usual, I'm learning a whole new industry yeah. <laughs> and uh, a new sort of community. And uh, yeah, just taking day by day, but we're, we're really enjoying working on it again, properly, full time. 
Well, I guess if you you found opportunity to do it, right, with the your, your, your professional typical work slowing down, yeah, you got an opportunity to jump on it. And I've, I've had a quick look at the website; it looks amazing. Illustrations are fab, you know. <laughs> so this is a proper video game, not like a card game like you mentioned with the dice earlier. This is a full on proper. No, it is. It is a card game. Yeah, ah, so it's a, right. phys- a physical, um, a physical game. It's got boards, but it's it is a tabletop game rather than a rather than a video game. Maybe one day we might we might turn to video games in in the future. Who knows? Um, it's been mentioned multiple times, and James and I just cover our faces and are like, "That's far too much work." Exactly. <laughs> um, and neither of us have skills in that. Whereas you know, James has the artistic skills. I have the UI and layout and design skills, and Lucas has the you know the, the ability to write an amazing game and jack on marketing so it's like let's just use our own skills for our advantage rather than you know um x in the future but who knows you know um we're we're really excited about it we kind of hope you know it's the first business that we've built together so we hope that it you know it can turn into something in future and we've got loads and loads of ideas for for future editions yeah so that's that's super exciting it is and i like the fact it's actually real world cardboard and actual think tangible things because i think people obsess over digital and yeah there is a world outside of these computer games right and yeah. it takes you back to those 80s and 90s eras that james actually came up with this as well there's a massive swing back to retro lifestyle anyway so tap into that yeah and i think um you know more than ever we've kind of realized that during the pandemic as well is that you know our screen time has potentially increased for some of us but we also then we get reminded that need to get off the screen mm-hmm. and we need to do something physical and also family time has become so much more important and quality family time you know isn't always you know that the two or four of you you know like separating off in different rooms and watching whatever we want or playing or gaming you know um we all do want those dinners around the table or a, a game now and again or something like that and um so yeah it really um it made us you know think about it a lot more and yeah, prioritize it basically for, for more than one reason. But, uh, you know, the big one being, you know, this is a really, really good time to be thinking about this stuff. And the games market is doing extremely well, especially the physical games market at the moment. That's wonderful. Um, and so we're looking at early next year when this comes live and Kickstarter. Yeah, so the plan, the plan currently is uh, it'll probably be early April um okay. so you know we need to uh make sure that people have money in the bank after um january and february low times um however maybe that won't happen this year so everyone will potentially either have no money or all the money um because they won't spend at christmas <laughs> it could go either way though right i mean like you say the the, the, yeah. the industry is going to struggle i think for this christmas anyway however like you say, people want that special time with their families. I personally, I've been trying to find that like through lockdown. It's been nice to be around the kids a lot more, but we're still all sitting on our screens every night and you're like, well, this is not how it should be. This is not the uh, atomic family of dads and mums around the table. So any any chance where you can promote that, I think you really should hammer it home. Um, We'll get the details on the show notes so people can sign up and we'll see what happens next April, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, another follow-up. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Um, talking of other side projects, last time we talked about um, a potential new magazine project you had going on with Rose. We did. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what came of it, if anything? 
yeah <laughs> so yeah we did talk about that and um so what was said was rose and i were planning a magazine that was built around a, like supporting a community within our industry that we were really passionate about we still hope to do it unfortunately we didn't do it because the pandemic hit um rose uh was pregnant at the time she's uh -huh. since um, bared child so her priorities kind of shifted and uh, and also i think the panic of the pandemic setting in was a bit like it's probably not the best time to launch this um so we've kind of put it on the back burner for a little while um and rose is on maternity until next april so we'll most likely pick it up again next year and hopefully push it out next summer mm. um but in the meantime obviously i still had the itch of well you know i've, I've got to put something out and as mentioned, it was uh, my uh, studio's 10 year anniversary in the summer. So I put out a different little zine um, that uh, is called Unfulfilled, which is a place for axed logo marks that deserve to be seen. So as we all know, there are always concepts that um, fall to the wayside um, that, that don't make it through. But it's not necessarily that they are bad uh, concepts or that they are bad marks, logo marks. Um, sometimes they're just not quite right for the job or something else is better mm. and uh, uh, for it. So, yeah, so I decided to put together basically a curation of all of our axed logo marks for from the last few years. Um, and it was fun. It was just a, a very nice um a cathartic thing to put together um, because you know so many of these things just stay on our server and never mm. see the light of day in any way because also we don't we don't usually share that stuff behind the scenes because for a client you know that's not we don't want to you know open our doors to say oh this is the whole process this is what didn't make it um you know at the time of that launch that's that, that would be a terrible thing to do for them mm -hmm. but to create it for ourselves and just put it together in a little zine and share it with our friends and peers in the industry it was um it's been really nice and cathartic so um so yeah that's available um at the at, at well <laughs> it's the one product in my now shop on brandedbynaomi.com nice again show notes we'll put that in there i was looking through actually i've not got it yet and actually i want to get it now i've seen it because it reminds me of all the little logos that i created when i was used to do design work it just, they, they just yeah. sit there doing nothing and it is your so time many. right and so you are spending yeah. a lot of effort and thoughts into this stuff and they just gather dust but I, 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 was, I think i did the same recently i went into my dropbox i found some old projects that were just sitting around doing nothing Oh, wow. I forgot about that. I forgot about a, a brand I did for an insurance company many, many years ago. I had a little cartoon character. And yeah, that took a lot of time. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you've uncovered these. And, you know, it's, it must feel nice for you to kind of go, I made that. And it's a real world thing. It, it does. Yeah, it does. Because also, uh, you know, one of the biggest things that I've realized as well is all of our work being, or the majority of our work being digital, anything that is printed is, you know, stays with the client. Yeah. Um, I, unless, you know, we get a few for our own portfolio or whatever else, but we don't, we don't usually, um, you know, have a lot of physical product around us um, in terms of what we build for others. So it's really nice to um, have a curation of that stuff that is, all hours, but uh, that's done in a way where, you know, we can choose the stock ourselves, we mm. can choose our own budget, and we can spend a little bit of money there. So it was, it was really nice to, you know, take my time with it um, during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, 
choose some nice stock work with the printers you know go back and forth on some different tests we, we did a um like a rose gold foil on the front there's a there's a gold foil inside it's just, that looks amazing it's lovely yeah and it's been it's just been really really nice and it's not about making money at all i will never make the money back on it and i'm charging hardly anything for it because it's just covering costs it's more about uh, it, it's more about you know fulfillment yeah. um, of, our, of, of our own work because as we know sometimes especially in branding there's there's a lot of time when there's a lot of times when a client may not push out a brand very soon after we've created it um, with some clients I've waited a year others a year and a half um, because internally they have prioritized other things. So they might be using the logo mark, for example, they might have switched that out straight away, but the rest of the brand or the website or uh, the, 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 the public facing brand hasn't changed. So that's kind of, uh, that can feel quite demoralizing at times and it can feel quite um, saddening because you've put months into, you know, into all of this work and no one can see it. No. Um, so for us, it was, you know, um, partly fulfillment and partly, you know, the frustration and the weirdness of the pandemic going, right, okay, how, what can we get fulfillment out of? Mm. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? A lot of designers have done the same. They've, they've taken the opportunity yeah. to go back to print, go back to their traditional yeah. old school skills. I've, I've, um, yeah. Mike Hintz, who was on the podcast in the first series, he's just got out a paintbrush and started doing a load of uh, portraits of celebrities. And I was like, these are awesome. I want to buy some. They're great. But he's just enjoyed yeah. going back into the garage, getting out of canvas, painting yeah. some celebrity that's quite trendy. Obviously, you can tap into that. But the satisfaction <laughs> yeah. of making something, I yeah. think he said, I like the fact I can hold this thing I made rather than not. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel I feel the same. You know, like yourself, you know, I have servers just full. I mean, I have full archives of my entire career. Um back to 2004 of all of the work, you know, that's been all of the projects that I've, I've done, but you know, it's never shared. It's never, um, you know, half, some of it I might not want to share, um, but you know, some of it, um, you know, it's all there, um, but it's all digital. And, um, and some of it, you know, has aged. Some of it is, is great in that it hasn't, but um, you know, what do we do with that? Um, and it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting concept to think about. And also being married to James is an interesting one. I'm, I'm someone who looks to the future all the time, the present and the future. And James always looks to the past. I mean, you can see it in his work. Um, and behind me here, you can see his full archive of his work since he was a child. So his mum and dad kept his first drawing um that he ever made, which was Superman holding a giant pumpkin. Um, <laughs> Um, that he drew on the back of a maths paper at school. Of course. Um, so he has, uh, he has everything and everything's archived and, you know, he, he does a lot with that. And that is what inspires him to do the work that he's doing presently. Um, so for someone who always looks to the, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, it was nice to actually pause and take a look back for once and think, oh, actually, instead of making something new again for the sake of making something new, how about I use some of the things that have been Mm. And it's good. Do you think brands need to rethink how they push their brands out as well? Like you say, that there's a there's a weird sort of unspoken rule about when you're creating a brand and you've got all this sort of secrecy and carefulness, I guess, around it as well, how you promote it. Do you think there's an opportunity to kind of shift that attitude a little bit when as you work in the industry as well? I think that there definitely is, especially when it comes to the the, the SMEs and, and medium-sized companies. It, um, the larger companies who work with the, you know, the likes of, of big agencies, um, you know, they 
the big agencies are a massive part of the launch and you know they work on that together and they have a strategy around how they're going to launch it unfortunately the types of clients that i work with we don't ever you know ha really have that budget i would love to get to that point where you know we we can offer that strategy and we can work together on it but sometimes it literally does just come down to an internal political decision um one of the brands that we talked about last time that i was working on erodus they still haven't shared everything's done everything was done in february but they still haven't pushed it out live and it is to do with um internal shifts in partnerships and all sorts of things internally that they want to do and push out before the rebrand which is absolutely fair enough and it is their decision however obviously it's um it could be um i i you know it, it, from our point of view it only would have helped bolster all of the things that they are now pushing out and all of the news they're pushing out would only would have helped to have had that out earlier mm. however at the same time yes it wouldn't have been the best thing to launch at the beginning of lockdown because it wouldn't have got any sort of attention um now but now we're getting to the stage where it's like well when is the good time because yeah. you know especially looking like we're going into a second lockdown it's it's difficult it's when when is the right time it, i mean it, it never really is so yes i would love to work uh, i do think that there you know um some companies do it amazingly well um and you know everything is pushed out at exactly the same time at a certain you know and they work with their agency to do that mm. and they do it brilliantly um but I think some for some others, it would be, yeah, it would be awesome if we could do a little bit more of that. Nice to experiment when you can as well. Talked a lot about work and side projects. So we talked a little bit about your well-being and what you kind of do in the downtime. You know, or do you have anything where you kind of just turn off and just, you know, you can enjoy? You mentioned walking earlier. Is there anything else that you kind of do? Yeah, um, <laughs> I was listening to one of your other guests the other day and laughing because, yeah, I've been paying a bit of Animal Crossing. Oh, nice. <laughs> Um, a little bit of Animal Crossing, that's always been good. Walking, uh, trying to go out on my bike, but not achieving that very often. Um, I'm still quite a nervous cyclist, which is hilarious because I was actually supposed to be riding across Africa in a month. And that unfortunately has been postponed, if not cancelled as well, because of this year. Um, so, you know, uh, on what my list my resolution list i looked back at uh one of the thing was one of the th items was get the fittest you have ever been and obviously <laughs> i think the opposite has happened this year uh where uh that's definitely not happened um so yeah and generally well-being i have been having a lot of baths <laughs> very nice nice and clean then. a hell of a lot of baths i mean terrible for the environment that's the environment which I do care about um, sincerely. Um, but yeah, a bath a day and spending a lot of time just uh, thinking time and trying to relax and either listening to a podcast, sitting in silence or, um, you know, scrolling as we do um, mm. for, for inspiration and just joy. And, you know, seeing my family when I can, yeah. you know, uh, and the opportunities that we have um had to see them it's it's meant the world to be able to spend a little bit, bit of time with my mum or my nana so uh yeah not a lot not a great deal to switch off to be honest i think um i've just been trying another another thing that came up on one of your other episodes was you know the not being too hard on yourself and um you know not giving yourself a hard time if you're not being super productive that day and i think uh, i've learned that the hard way i really can't uh, otherwise you know i'm just really miserable <laughs> <laughs> um 
so yeah just um just yeah genuinely walking talking a lot um to james and other friends and family um seeing them when we can really i mean you're coming across as quite calm and composed now and you don't seem unhappy you just sort of, <laughs> you're just taking each day as it comes yeah it's been a journey yeah taking each day as it comes exactly that i mean we you know i do oh i also did a mural in the office Ooh. um that was that was fun yeah i decided to just well i'll just put some paint on the walls and give it some color which I'm, I'm yet to share but i will share that soon um and yeah that was nice and you know i really do enjoy looking for different ways to be creative and improve myself creatively so another thing that i'm looking to do at the minute is um we talked about landscape photography of which I've done none because every time I've been out to beautiful places for walks, I've actually just wanted to take it in, take a breath That's good. Um, and, and not use it as a, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to photograph this. And when I have taken photographs, when I've been out, I haven't shared any of them. <laughs> um, oh. I've just done it for myself, uh, which has been really nice. Um, but another thing that I'm looking at doing at the moment is a potentially a bit of an art series, which mixes my love of photography uh, and uh using a light box and using some physical um, shapes and things to take some really interesting photography and have a, have a play with that. So, you know, much like you were saying about, you know, the designer that, you know, wanted it, he started painting in his garage. I'm going to start just playing with physical um, laser cut shape and light and color uh, in my garage and, um, and, and start photographing some of that and seeing, seeing what comes out of it, what falls out, who knows, might be absolutely terrible. I'll never share it, but, um, but it's just something for myself. So yeah, that, that will be nice. And then another, uh, another little um, side project I've been working on is for a friend who is creating a uh, completely new business. She used to be a teacher. She's entirely pivoted to creating her own skincare brand. Mm -hmm. So it is called Minimum and it will soon be up on thisisminimum.com. And uh, I've been helping her. She is a very, very good friend of mine. Uh, we went to school together and have been close ever since. And she is a chemist. She's always been a bit frustrated with the beauty market and how I pushed things. We're working on that at the moment, which is super exciting. Um, getting to work on all that lovely stuff like packaging and marketing for something that is just a bit of a treat for your skin, but it's made with the minimum of products. The most simple thing is for everyone, um, male, female, non-binary, um, young, old, uh, doesn't matter who you are. Um, it can, we've, we've tested it quite far and wide and it's been, it's been going down really well. So we're in the, in hopefully looking to launch in November this year. Um, so that's been really, really nice to be able to work with a friend, no pressure, I've been doing it in my usual way of giving her presentations, yet she's just wonderful. And Naomi, I totally trust you. And this is all brilliant. And yes, yes to everything, <laughs> which, is, which is wonderful. And obviously completely different to my normal day to day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just been lovely. And, and to be able to just speak with her, um, but speak with her with a bit of purpose rather than just speaking in you know as we do as friends and thinking oh woe is the world um how are we gonna get through um it's been nice to put our minds to something together um so that's been really really enjoyable loads of side projects it sounds like Naomi you're keeping yourself very busy yeah <laughs> and I think side projects have just uh taken over a bit while the studio work has been quiet um 
and definitely a person who has to put their mind to something. I can't do nothing, especially when it was full lockdown and we were at home all the time. I couldn't not do anything with mm. that. I had to do something. And for others, you know, it would be entirely the opposite of, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm able to do something and I need to just you know, look after myself um, for a while. And that's absolutely fine. As I say, we're all different and we've all coped with it in different ways. But for me, it was just, I needed to keep busy. So I've definitely been doing that. That's good. And then we, we do, we do have a, a studio project starting um, in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, things will pick up again rapidly. So it's been nice to take a little bit of time out. Um, even sure. if that's been forced under horrible circumstances, we've been able to take advantage of it in, in a way. You're being positive. So um, I guess actually being with all that in mind, this podcast is all about finding balance and everyone's different. They've all got their own ways of doing this. What sort of tricks do you use to kind of compartmentalize all the different aspects of your life and make sure you're not overloading and give yourself a bit of balance around all these things? I don't think I'm particularly good at it. <laughs> I don't think anyone thinks they are good at it. Uh, I really don't because uh, I do really, really enjoy putting my mind to projects and to things. Um, so for me, I, I do definitely uh, realise every time that I switch off, if I put Animal Crossing on or I spend two hours watching a show, I do realise, oh, this has helped and it's freed my mind to be able to think about work and projects in a in a better light, in a better way. Um, so I'm constantly, honestly, um, I'm quite uh, constantly battling with myself to remind myself to give myself more out time. And um, James does the same because he uh, he also really enjoys putting himself into projects and work and side projects and his own art. I mean, being an artist as well, you never really switch off. So he's been playing a lot of Zelda. <laughs> so I think it's just been like, you know, forcing forcibly giving yourself times of the day, uh, which is just is most evenings for us to try and um, at least, you know, cut off at a certain point and be like, right now is switch off time. It's good. So there's no silver bullet. It's just being aware. I think <laughs> at least you've got each other to help each other as well. Yeah. And remind each other yeah. that we do need that time out. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Um, I think we're up on time now, but um, as always been an absolute pleasure catching up again with you again. It's been really, really lovely. Thank you so much for having me. That's always good. Um, and I don't want to keep just bringing you back in every series, but it'd be lovely to catch up again <laughs> maybe next year when we've got some of these projects that should be in the market and Absolutely. you can tell us a bit about how you got on with those as well. Yeah, definitely. Love to talk, talk to you, especially after um, Starcade's out there um, and we see how, how much that shifts things again. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, I'd love to talk again. It's been a pleasure. Well, excellent. And as always, we will put all the details on the website and show notes. Thanks for coming along, Naomi. And uh, take care of yourself. You're doing well. So keep, look, keep, keep it up. And you. Thanks to Naomi for joining me on this episode of the Make Life Work podcast. We hope you learned a few things about how to cope through the lockdown. But equally, some of the fascinating side projects Naomi has spent time working on over the past few months. All the details and links will be in the show notes at makelifeworkpodcast.com along with all the podcast archives and some nice little extras for you to check out too. Make sure you follow us on all the socials too, Make Life Work Pod on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And if you're enjoying this, leave us a review in Apple, Amazon or Google Podcasts. Join me next time when I'll be inviting along another friend from around the tech scene to talk about how they try to find a balance with life, work and side projects on the Make Life Work podcast. Speak to you then.